Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. The Walking Dead, Season 11, Episode 22, Faith is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Jessica Lees, and I'm here to break down everything that happened this episode. We have two episodes left, everybody, and just in case you need some time off from that emotion, we're gonna hear, we're here to help you process everything that's going on. First off, let me introduce the panel. We got podcast dad, Josh Wiggler. How's it going? I don't want another heartbreak. I don't need another turn to die. That's the Faith Hill remix of the Walk Dead theme song. Uh, just had someone had to Faith Hill because it's called Faith. Well, yeah, it had, it had yeah. to be me. It was either that or I was going to curse immediately at the start of the podcast, and I didn't feel like uh, we should uh, do that. You felt but, like you should reconsider that foolish notion. Yes, yes, yes. that's correct. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, AJ Mass, are you tied down to the Loverboy to the Loverboy Blues? Well, I guess it would be nice if they could kill somebody. How could they kill nobody? What have they got to lose? AJ, you don't want to just be happy for all these people who they're defying the odds. They're uh, doing the impossible. The Walking Dead is uh, is killing none of our, our beloved characters. And with two episodes left, I'm starting to think they may all just make it. I mean, I knew Negan had plot armor. I didn't know he also had secondary plot armor from the characters around him. Yeah. We didn't know he had party members who were willing to hop in the fight and make this like one-on-one solo boss battle uh, a little more doable. Would it have killed the warden to just say fire? (laughs) Would it have killed (laughs) (laughs) Ah, man. Uh, Well, it was at least, you know, uh, I think it it was a Walking Dead episode with a lot to talk about. A lot of different things did happen in this episode of the show, which is exciting. That's not always the case here on The Walking Dead, which has been a dreadful notion, considering this is allegedly the final season of the show. Um, But I do feel like there were some things here that were, uh, you know, if not fun necessarily, at least I think uh, stuff that we can sink our teeth into. Uh, better better than nothing, including, 
you know, a maybe just totally unearned final line, but a very awesome final line all the same. I really feel like if that's going to be your final line, if you're going to go out of an episode with that, you need at least five or six more episodes after that in which to F the S up. Yes. And I, this did not feel to me like an episode of a series that only has two episodes left. Right. Right. Um, I think that that's correct. Uh, And yet it didn't make the moment any less cool to me when Mercer's like, all right, Eugene, you and me. We'll be the tag team uh, duo here at the very end of The Walking Dead. And AJ, I, I would be lying if I said that the prospect of a Mercer and Eugene team up for these final two episodes doesn't have me really pumped up. It kind of makes me feel like Eugene being one of the only characters who's been on the show for, you know, however many, you know, season four, I think, is when Eugene shows up. He's one of the most enduring characters on the show. And are we like getting set up for him to finally become like a stage three badass? Like Mercer is sort of an Abraham stand-in to a certain degree. This could be fun. Absolutely. I think where they ended up in the episode is is a great place. I just wish they hadn't wasted an entire episode for us to get there. (laughs) I mean, Yubiko says it like, yeah, oh, we're losing this trial. This is this is a kangaroo court. Like then, then don't show it to us. Show us one scene where you see where it's going. And then have Mercer escort Eugene to this location halfway through this episode and give us more time where they're like, you know what? Yumiko is right. This is Kangaroo Court. Let's have some ass up. Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot in here. And also, why why is Yumiko even here? Like, what was her (laughs) purpose, ultimately? Because she wasn't going to win the case for him. She convinced she was, Mercer to to turn against the evil empire. She was that her? Yeah. Was she, it, was she, it not Eugene's moving, not moving at Yumiko all? Yumiko comes to Mercer and is like, "Hey, you should go and take the stand." And Mercer's like, "I can't do it." Yumiko's like, "You're a coward." And then he thinks about that all night long, and then sees what Eugene says, like, "I am a coward. Time to f some shit up." Uh, so I feel like Yumiko helped get that ball rolling at the very least, but you're not going to get much of an argument out of me. If we are going to do the courtroom drama episode of The Walking Dead, then let's do that for real instead of just like getting like a couple broad scenes here and there of Yumiko basically doing nothing as a lawyer. Yeah. Totally fair. <laughs> this lawyering, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I need like, I need a 12 angry men. I need a Clarence AMC, Darrow moment. AMC needs to be very careful with their lawyer scenes because they have set the bar so high previously with no Better kidding. Call Saul. <laughs> so yeah, like, we are, if you're, if you're if, Better Call Sauling The Walking Dead, you better Better Call Saul The Walking Dead. You better Better Call Saul it better. Mm-hmm, that's um, right. We are actually, I finally got caught up on that. We are three episodes from the end of that. Ooh, no spoilers here. And, they are all bangers. Yeah. Like I know no the end is coming with that one. Like yeah. that is every single episode. I'm just I'm like ready to watch the next three. And this one, it's like, really? There's we are two episodes from the end. We are wrapping nothing up. Yeah. It's, it it's it's tough. There's definitely like again, and we're just, you know, broken recording here a little bit to a certain degree. You know the drill and how we feel about this by now, but I, I do think uh, to your point, AJ, of like Negan's plot armor, a scene that is otherwise pretty intense, you know, a scene where it's like, oh, uh, you know, these are the final few episodes. They might just kill Negan in a Negan lineup, which would be perfect. You know, it would be a, an absolutely perfect way to take care of this character. If not him, then this would be an opportunity maybe to to take out 
some of the people he's come to either depend on or love so that he can be a little bit more in Maggie's shoes, for instance, and actually finally maybe really understand what he put her through. But instead, we get this totally uh, like superheroic ending to it where everybody's like, you know, uh, Spider-Man subway training this thing. We're like, you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us. Uh, he's just a boy as they pull off Alpha's face. Uh, and so like that's that's just I don't know. It, it is tough. It's tough when we have these final couple of episodes. And I think a big piece of it is, well, we knew there was no real danger for Negan in this scene because he's going to be here at least, you know, uh, like early next year. He'll be back with his own brand new show. So it's tough. There's like good ingredients here that are being spoiled in some regards due to circumstances beyond uh, anyone who's writing this show's control. And there are also, even though within that, things that are within their control. You could, you could probably kill off a few of our guys in that scene, unless the point is going to be that none of them get killed off. And I'm really not even joking when I'm saying, I think that that might be where we're headed. Josh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a comparison to something very near and dear to your heart. This is sort of like, for me, season two of Lost, when everybody was talking about it online all the time. You could not escape the Lost discourse. And because of that, you would find out which cast members got DUIs and yeah, were being written right, off right, the show. Right, yes. And so when their deaths came, they did not hit hard at all. It's like, oh, that character was definitely going to die because we already knew they got fired. Uh, yeah, to some extent, I still think that the ones you're talking about hit pretty hard. Like that's not, that, there's a lot of knocks against the show that I could make, but I think that episode specifically is one of the big, the big whammies. But I don't think that the comparison otherwise is, is wrong. It's like, that's a situation where, you know, like things are shifty behind the scenes here. We know that there are certain areas that these actors are just being cordoned off to after this is mm -hmm. done. So but even, yeah. even in a vacuum. I feel like we just haven't killed anybody in long enough for us to believe that anybody ever is going to die. Like, even if we knew that wasn't going to happen, because I thought about yeah. this, because that scene with Negan in the lineup is so powerful and so great and so ironic. And to have it not pay off, this is like, this is like pulling Chekhov's gun out and just looking at it for the entire rest of the play. Mm -hmm. And we know that nothing's going to happen because nothing ever does happen. I, I think even if we knew that there was, even if we did not know anything about Negan having another series and spending all our time speculating on like, who's coming over from that, from this series to that one. And what is the premise going to be? And how do we account for all these other things? Even knowing all of that stuff, it's like it, I think it would be equally ruined if we did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, one of the one of the things that I was really uh, I was I was really enjoying the the scene at the end of the episode where or close to the end of the episode where everybody is gathered together and you're following a lot of this episode through the, through the story of the one soldier who ultimately turns. I thought that there was there was actually a, a pretty good story thread that was being told there, and I think also the message that's starting to come clearly through the fact that none of these characters have died yet and that maybe all of them are going to live is that there is this ultimately kind of hopeful upswing that they're aiming for of if, the, if we stick together through enough shit and we endure through it, we will continue to endure that there may be something in the walking dead rather than, you know, being the show that killed characters 
with, you know, uh, mad abandon, you know, with just like glee in their eyes once upon a time that the show is ending in a way that's completely contrary to that. I can understand a world where that's the point. I just don't know that it's being done compellingly well. In fact, it isn't. I don't think pretty sure it's not. Um, But some of the scenes could have been some of the scenes could have been in this episode. And there's just there's meta stuff that's really gotten in the way for me. Especially because there's the, the like you said, there's a whole setup there where Negan overhears the the little tiff that the uh, number boy has with 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 the wardens, you know. But my brother's sick, and I wanted right. Like, sick. like I thought, perhaps you know, then then the warden sends him th- this guy with Negan to visit Annie, and they're like, oh, maybe they hatched a plan in that time. Said, you know, hey, I, I heard what happened there. You know, come join us. And if that had been the, the, the case where, you know, they're, they're showing him dead center and he's the one who's got the gun on, on, on Negan. And maybe if he turns and shoots the warden right there and, you know, Negan was behind this plan who, who lured him in, I think that would have been a lot more, uh, you know, momentum towards this plot, this, this, this theme. But as it turns out, no, he still had, they still had, wasn't until everybody, and by everybody, I mean just the people we know, stand in front of Negan was still a whole bunch of extras who didn't come with them. It's like, uh. Yeah, well, especially when you get so much dialogue about what is a leader and, you know, how does an effective leader and like watching Negan be lectured to about how do you become an effective leader? I feel like the irony of then Negan showing like Negan getting this like condescension on him and then it the surprise being like, oh, yeah, guess what? I turned your guy because I'm a better leader than you. That would have been ironic and great, and it would have come together in, I think we might be having a much different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that that's Negan, and if you're going to get Negan in this position, you should probably be a bad guy of, like, relatively comparable scale. Uh, Like, I feel like if Negan was the supervillain of the show for a long time, and maybe the reforming supervillain now uh, is, you know, on sort of like the other side of his Magneto arc, or now he's working with the X-Men, that I feel like you need someone who can stand up to Magneto to put Magneto on his knees. Uh, and we don't have that character in this Warden guy who just gets stabbed in the back in the dark by two people who have snuck up on an entire prison camp army uh, and is then allowed to just have his eyeballs fed to a nearby walker that died on his watch. Like, this guy was a punk. So this person having this level of control over Negan at that moment in time, in a moment that could have been satisfying, even uh, knowing that he had a spinoff show coming, I think with a better villain, this might have been a more intense moment. Whether it's Lance Hornsby or somebody else, at least let it be Lance Hornsby instead of this dude who you just introduced who I have no idea about. So um, again, like maybe there's like something about like we're going for the faceless evil and that anyone can turn not just into a walker, but into a total piece of trash uh, given the right circumstances. And that's sort of what we're you know fighting against at the end of The Walking Dead. This is, you know, cool, yeah. cool story, but like, I just don't think that it's fun to watch. That's like, and that's the opposite of what The Walking Dead does because The Walking Dead has never let anybody do a proper heel turn. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, if you are introduced as a good guy, you are a good guy forever. Like, nobody has really seriously screwed people over. And they set the Shane was kind of a bad Sh- dude after a minute. Shane was always a bad dude, though. Like the second you saw, there, yeah. 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 Second you saw that Shane was banging Lori, you're like, oh, we are not supposed to, we are not supposed to be rooting for this guy. Um, 
like the seeds were always there, but yeah. everybody else, it's like the only the only way you go is up on the morality scale. I just wish that we'd gotten some of Negan using what he's learned and applying his Neganing skills to work for the greater good, I think would have been also powerful. And now I feel like he's just another guy. He's just another guy in our group and he's got a wife and, you know, he knows everybody and we've got some history with him and he's incredibly good looking. And that's all there is to Negan anymore. Especially because they have, you know, they're back in Alexandria. Although it took me a while to realize that, that Ezekiel and the train crew were in Alexandria because like, what, what were they working on? Were those train tracks that I was very confused about that aspect of it. But um, you have these old sets here, like put Negan back in the, in the jail cell. Like put him back in the jail. You know, we know that set is there. Have him back there and reflecting. And maybe even he like, like, dude, you put me in the cell. I know how to get out of here. I've known how to get out of here the whole time. Think, boom, boom. You know, right? Like, do something where it's like you know, you think you have you have him, but you know, I, I've learned. Like you said, Jess, like use what he's learned, and like that could be part of it. Yeah, or even let him be the person who gets the upper hand on these soldiers, uh, and he once again gets them in a lineup. And it's because Negan would be the person who'd be able to do that. I much more easily buy Negan being the person who, without needing Daryl to sneak in in the night and stab a guy, uh, without needing a bunch of people stepping in front of him to be like, he's one of us now, you know, which is just, I can't, I still can't buy it. I'm buying what Ezekiel is saying. It's like, no, man, even if we get out of here, you don't deserve to be in society. You're Negan. It's like, cool. I'm glad that the show keeps giving me that. But then when Ezekiel is going to literally offer himself up as a as a human body shield for Negan and it's hard favorite, for me to buy my favorite part about that is Ezekiel's line is like he's like what are you doing he's like I don't know and I appreciate that he's like I don't know I think the the, the gods are moving me into this position that I don't know I, what's in the script man I don't understand it either. naturally I don't believe I'm supposed to be here but here I am and here's um, a beat I needed more from yeah. the Ezekiel Negan dynamics I needed more conversations about the fact that they used to be the respective leaders of their groups i need to see them butting heads about what is it how do we organize and how do we come together right i want to see them butting heads on that front and it's like again it's just like they're two guys that were you know we need people in these spots we're just gonna put these barbie dolls in this spot in the dream house and then they're gonna have the conversation and there's not I don't get that feeling of history that the really good episodes of Walking Dead tend to draw from. No, I think, and the history is there. I think Ezekiel gestures at it. He does more than mm-hmm. gesture. He's like, "You killed my people. You don't even know. Like, you killed, yeah. you killed, uh, like this this kid who was very close to me. You killed a bunch of my really good people, and I'm supposed to be your friend now. That's fair as hell, but." We have not spent enough time with the two of those characters specifically to then have Ezekiel be the person who, in a move that would be very understandable from Daryl at this point, maybe, um, mm-hmm. at, to some extent anyway, in the sense that like they've hero- like really herified uh, Daryl to a large degree. Like He does a lot of out-of-character hero stuff now. Uh, but he and Negan killed Beta together, right? Like they, They've been through some shit together. I think for Ezekiel... To risk his literal life for Negan, I wa- I wasn't sold there yet. I'm so much more easily sold on Negan somehow thinking that the like having tricked the warden 
into thinking that he's got Negan dead to rights in the firing squad only for Negan to then get up and he has somehow cornered all of the firing squad plus the warden because he bought off like the back row of shooters or some shit and he now has them in another lineup and the Negan who is now on the other side of his prison sentence from a couple of seasons chooses not to kill these guys or something like that like that I buy. That feels like you, if you're trying to show us a changed Negan and a Negan who has learned something and may never be best friends with everybody here, but at least can coexist with them to some extent, that's much closer to the Negan that I think is true to the character he's been all along. All of these people suddenly being like, no, I'll step in for the dude who murdered all of my friends or at least all of my friends' friends. It's just such a hard pill to swallow. You can't do that with Negan. They, and a, a lot of the time, I feel like they were really good with his morality across seasons uh, nine and ten. And I think like somewhere along the way, the worst fears have come, <laughs> become realized of like, no, Negan's a good guy now. Yeah. It's the Jamie Lannister treatment. Yeah. Yeah. I have a question. And I want to know, am I being too... Am I being too literal... Is this an insult to the intelligence of the viewers if they do this? I really wish we had previously ons. There are a lot of scenes from the past of The Walking Dead that they kind of alluded to in the dialogue. They told me they didn't show me. And I feel like 30 seconds of playing catch up and showing me some of these scenes that used to, you know, some of the things that they're going to refer to in the episode, some of the, some of the visual cues they're going to take. I think that would have enhanced my enjoyment of this episode. Like, show me, show me the kid that that Ezekiel ref refers to getting killed by Negan's people. Show the lineup, and then show the echo of the lineup, and see why that's powerful. I think even some stuff that happened last week might be helpful at this point because I'm that old and stupid. <laughs> well, on top of that, it's like, you know, they are showing flashbacks with, with the Judith narration and they could choose to throw that stuff in there, mix it in a little bit, but also they felt the need, you know, we're not going to kill anybody off, but we're also going to say, Hey, remember that guy from like earlier this season who did that thing? And, and remember, remember, yes. remember Oceanside, remember those two guys from Oceanside from like two and a half seasons ago? Yeah. Remember? Seasons ago Jules. Yeah. I mean, remember? I, 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 remember. Remember, I remembered him. I didn't remember her at all. I remember Jules. Cause I remember thinking Jules was a secret whisperer. <laughs> oh, that's right. And if but she is, then she's, deep in it now yeah but i mean yeah. i think i think they i could have used just a, a little reminder of those people within the narration structure that they've already put in of the flashbacks yeah um i don't know that i necessarily need it i think what i need is that, honestly like maybe maybe luke and jules can show up just to remind us sort of in like the in like the way that that to go back to to lost in like the final season of the show in the way that you remind me that oh Shannon's inhaler was here that's right the caves you know like I feel like I don't need much more from Luke and Jules than that you can have Luke and Jules show up and be like Oceanside's been taken Oceanside's been and then they just get shot and now Aaron and everybody else are like oh no we have to deal with this and at least we've killed off some recognizable people in addition to resolving them. Yeah. Or I don't know that I need to see them at all. I, I don't think you need to see them at all, but I, I, I mean, it's fine if you're using it as an expedient way to get 
you know, Aaron and, and, and Jerry not to go to Oceanside and just like turn towards Alexandria. To... I guess we should just spend the night at Alexandria. We know the place. Yeah, it's not like it's been alone. turned into a prison camp. But even when they do, even when they do this, like kind of nod to like the first season when, you know, they first covered themselves in guts and walk with the walkers, which I think would have been a really cool thing to do. They didn't really do it that way. They kind of showed Lydia looking at the walker and I'm thinking, oh, they're going to put, they're going to skin the faces real quick and wear the faces like the whisperers did. And then they kind of didn't do that. Yeah. Her choice is like, I'm not going to use the whisperer tactics anymore. Well, don't you need a certain yeah. amount of time to do that anyway? Don't you need to like cure the face? Yeah. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying like it, the, the way it was done was weird because now they're, they're just kind of like eh, eh, wa- walking that way. I mean, Jerry's got a limp, so I, I buy that. But <laughs> it kind of was like a lame way to do it. And also, I don't, I don't that, understand like, where these Jeeps came from with the lights and what they were even looking for in this herd. You Every know time what, somebody drives a car in this iteration of The Walking Dead, I'm like, how do you still have gas? How are you driving? Where are you getting tires? None of this makes out. sense. Uh, and what I, are they looking for? Why are they they're shining a light in the faces of like they don't know? Yeah, yeah. I think that the the like let's let's cover ourselves in ourselves in guts to get past the zombies is a great thing to have here in these final couple of episodes as an homage to one of the greatest early moments from the show. But I think it happened kind of uh, offhandedly uh, and just like as like checking an item off the list rather than being like a thoughtful homage. And I think you know. Herschel and Judith are right here on the show, you know, like, you know, (laughs) Rick and Glenn are right here. You know, you can you can really tie that loop uh, if you really want to. And instead, we just have sort of like a magically reappearing, disappearing Herschel and a missing Coco. And I don't think we totally know where Judith is either. We haven't seen Judith outside of the voiceovers. If these are her dying words somewhere, I'm going to be so pissed off. It's ghost I'm gonna be so mad. <sighs> you, can't, you can't kill Judith off. You can kill off anyone else. This is Almost. Judith telling a bedtime story to her grandkid. Uh, you know, and then I threw the necklace into the ocean. That might be closer to reality, but like if they <laughs> if they if they kill her, I'm gonna be so mad. I'm gonna be so mad if this is like, and this is the life that you all have to live now that I'm gone. <sighs> no. I'll be so mad you gave her no story. Um, but yeah, I think like there's there's a I don't know. There seems to be a spirit behind let's go, you know, let's remind everybody of the of the times that have come before. I think that the way in which that's been delivered has been uh, pretty, you know, uh, wonky at, at best. I talked about it last time. I really love that Josh McDermott has committed to, you know, Eugene is going to do the right thing here and he is, he's going to accept it. He's going to know that he's on his way towards being publicly executed here in, Con- in the Commonwealth. He's even going to give one final speech that isn't really aiming at changing the verdict and instead is just getting his piece across. But true to Eugene Porter, he's going to cry about it the whole way through. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I appreciate that so much. It just feels so right to the character of being like, oh, all right, well, here's me doing the right thing, but I'm so scared as I do it. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't recovered from that piece of all the cowardice, but I am doing the right stuff. And I feel like that's fun. That's true to character. And I, and I am, I am maybe a little miss me with the way that we got here, but I do think where we leave him and Mercer together is a fun twosome. Um, it's it reminds me of in uh, in Oz 
in the final season of Oz in the final couple of episodes, Bobby Cannavale uh, debuts in the show as a wild character who feels like they could have told stories upon stories upon stories about. And he's just there in the final two episodes, I think. And he has an immediate chemistry with one of the main characters and the two of them. Like I would watch their show and then it's gone. And you're just left to wonder what that could have been like. That's kind of how I feel about the Eugene Mercer pairing at the end of this of, Oh, this is, this is giving me Abraham and Eugene vibes in a way that's really nostalgic and fun. And I'm glad that it's here. And I'm not even mad that it's happening this late. I think that there's something to be said of like eventize your final couple of episodes. Give us that character combo. We didn't know we wanted and make it sing. I think that that's fun that we're positioned here. The way we got here is, you know, very strange, but you know, we're here and I I'm excited about that while we live in the not knowing of what next week's episode looks like right now, I will uh, choose to live in the world where I'm excited about the Mercer and Eugene hangout. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I can I, see I, that. I, I agree with you that like, you know Eugene has been one of my favorite characters over the past couple of seasons because McDermott is so bought into it <laughs> he really is like I, I believe that he's Eugene I know he's not in real life but like you know he just brings such a naturalness to the character I just wish the speech was a little more pointed uh towards fomenting some sort of rebellion that was never going to work I didn't expect the rebellion to happen there but like you know, he finishes that speech, and like you get what you get one person going free Yoshi, right? <laughs> it's like, oh boy, great that that was effective. Like you know, yeah, it's gonna be awkward. It's gonna be stumbling. It's like and I didn't always do the right thing, and then I did that thing with the bullets, and now that was a good thing. Remember that people when I did the thing? Oh, none of you people over there. But let me tell you, there was a great story, and uh, well, I'll get back to that. Like that awkwardness was kind of cool, and that that's cool for us. But I. I thought maybe he'd get a little momentum i thought maybe he'd direct one look at mercer to like really go and when i'm talking about that i'm really talking to you and my words are talking to you to help me that you will change but none of that really was as impactful as it could have been yeah. and where did they yeah. get all the cameras in the film <laughs> also a good there's question. no newspaper coming out tomorrow that's not how this works is it yeah, and it's not even like this doesn't even takes place in an era where everything is digital. Like I, I could buy it if you had it. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't like a court courtroom uh, television, like court TV, also there doing a TV broadcast of this. Yeah, we're live streaming. Yeah. yeah, we're on Twitch. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, I I feel a little bit strange about Mercer being totally chill about princess having been captured and that it happened completely off screen. As far as I can tell that this was us in this episode, finding out that princess was at the camp, if I'm not mistaken, but certainly finding out in this very offhanded way that Mercer knew about it. We didn't even get a scene of Mercer privately being told that princess had been captured. So he didn't have a moment alone with how he's dealing with it. Um, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know about any of that. I guess, Jess, is there a world where has Mercer been getting ready to do something for a minute? And in this moment, he's cluing Eugene into it. Like he's been playing his cards super close to the chest and there's some kind of reveal there that he's been slow building a contingency plan for the day that the military coup happens. Uh, like, could that be a reveal in next week's episode? 
I mean, that has some interesting rhymes to it as well. Yeah. Think about Eugene's arc. But I just can't buy that Mercer is just going to sit there with his thumb up his ass for like the entire season while, you know, his girlfriend gets captured. His own sister begs him to jump in. And he's clearly like on the wrong side of justice. And he's not going to do anything until until the last possible second. Yeah. It just doesn't feel earned. Yeah. I think I would kind of love it. I would love it if it turned out that Mercer had been planning something behind the scenes this whole way through. So at the very least, you felt like the show was trying to pull one over on us. I would appreciate the effort right now. I really would. Like do the (laughs) Bill and Ted's excellent adventure thing where he has been like intricately setting up all of this stuff and he's like you know he just like pulls keys out of here and like grabs a gun from somewhere else and he's like i've been stowing this stuff back here for three months Mm -hmm. that would be cool that would be very cool absolutely meanwhile i'm hoping that they pull a bogus journey and the grim reaper shows up (laughs) and does a sick bass riff and station is here station uh that's what i want yeah i mean everything is better with station Mm mm-hmm yeah, I just think yeah, we 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 need a little bit more of of his reaction there. It 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 did seem like that he was like such a passive character, and and he's not a passive character, um, and or at least shouldn't be, and which is why I think the final line is is as fun as it as it was because it's like no, he's not passive. Let's get some action and let's get please can we get some action in this show, as opposed to an entire sequence where it's basically Pamela gaslighting everybody, going oh, it's not even his voice. Ooh. Yeah. Somebody else on those tapes. <laughs> it's a deep fake. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Now just remember this day forever. Let's kill yeah. you. Man, deep fake the walking dead is a terrifying concept. <laughs> Don't do that spinoff. No, please no. I I feel like they I I do enjoy the walking dead getting a little bit political about like here are the guys that are just following orders and they're choosing not to follow orders anymore because they're doing the right thing. Like that's nice. And here's your leader who's so deluded that she thinks she could just say, nah, and that's her defense and you all have to live with it. Like, I think there are a lot of interesting parallels to the modern era that I didn't think walking dead was going to be the show that brings them to us. Right. But I also, I don't know that this fits with the walking dead that we have come to know and love. I don't have an issue with the with the premise. I think that the premise is is really interesting to explore if it's explored with the proper amount of time and and delicacy yeah. and care. And, and so, split. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Pamela. If if Pamela were as evil as the warden and eloquent as the warden, then you know you combine those two things together, and then you got something. As opposed mm. to, I'm just going to be like, oh my poor boy, oh over here, and he's just like, ah, yeah. you, you've only known me for a minute, and ah. Yeah, <laughs> there's been a lot of these guys that have been like. They they seem like they're sort of, they, you know, they've got the ingredients to be really evil, but we don't know them long enough to really explore that. Like, I think, I think uh, what's his face with Leah's group was the same way. It's Pope, like we yeah. saw him. Yeah, we saw Pope for two episodes. He seems like he could have been a compelling villain, but we didn't build him up. We just like brought him in so we could kill him and move on. Yeah. There's just a, a lot of like last minute action figures showing up in the mm-hmm. in the in the playroom and uh, they're not cool enough. I just want to see like the you know, I, I want to like 
have one bad guy that I'm fighting against to some degree with, you know, a, a semblance of longevity uh, and like recognizability. I want I, I think that there's a really great parallel to be told about the fact that our gang is once again under the thumb of the governor. Um, but, you know, we're just not facing off in that same exact way. And I think if Lance Hornsby is going to get killed uh, as he as he was and we're still going to have Pamela be here and her like shithead son is dead and she's the last sort of main character face of villainy on the show, then go the distance and commit full tilt. Have her giving like her televised conferences from a bunker, which also happens to be Alexandria because she's become obsessed with these people who ruined her community and her life. Have her break all the way psycho governor. Uh, so I feel like there's just a lot of like not even half measures is not fair. There's a lot of quarter measures that have been yeah. that have been taken. There are no there are no heads in jars in Pamela's office. We need a couple heads more heads in jars, jars. would be yeah. good. Yeah, like. I, and I appreciate, like, there's some governor parallels there because she did try to keep her zombie child in a in a room somewhere so she could, like, hug him and brush his hair. But, you know, that didn't pan out. It could have it could have happened, you know, earlier in the season if we didn't do the whole Reapers arc uh, and if we had paced out the Commonwealth better. And now you can, you know, we saw something of a quote unquote civilized version of Pamela. And then halfway through this season, she loses her son. And we can now believably buy in these final eight episodes that she's going to be, you know, the the eye patched, gun toting, terrifying governor or some ver whatever her version of, of, of that is. And I do think that the show is really missing that. And Lance Hornsby yes. was at least somewhat filling that vault, that void. And so a couple episodes of uh, removed from his death. I am absolutely missing that energy. I'm right now, unless they choose to do something really, really amazing and unexpected. I feel like killing him off where they killed him off, given how they had chosen to pace the season up to that point uh, was a bad call. Was an unfortunate to your call. point, Josh, if, if we get to this big moment where she loses her son and goes off the deep end, then I think we can justify as a real heel turn. Like, if I don't have my child, none of you can have your right. children. And now she takes her show away. Takes, yeah. That's that sets up mom versus mom. Oh, that that would have been really cool. I, yeah. Can I watch that show? <laughs> Battle of the moms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about how Herschel is just like in a random bedroom with his wrist zip tied. And he knows instinctively that if there's a fracas downstairs, he can just yell out, Mommy, come help me. And it's Mommy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully, you know, the, none of the uh, stormtroopers in this particular part of, of our, uh, our prison, uh, Alexandria, now, now Kum prison, uh, know how to make any noise to say, Hey, I saw someone come get me. <laughs> no, I'm going to silently attack the silent person that I see there and not make any noise to alert the thousands of people that we've sent to this this facility for some unknown reason it makes no sense yeah I, I, I like the storyline the storyline was was fine it just there's little little details that like just like yeah ah. i like it better if if pamela's just an idiot and she doesn't know any of this stuff is going on which is where i thought they were going with it but no it's like she's just sort of kind of all right with it she doesn't feel any particular way about it. And I think that's a mistake too. Like I would have loved to see, 
I would have loved to see Hornsby like successfully mount a coup and then Hornsby is like goes off the deep end. That would have been cool too. Yeah. 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 A little more predictable, maybe. Yeah. But at but least th but thankfully Herschel's yeah. Herschel's safe, even though he doesn't oh, yeah. know where any of the other children are, because that would be too easy. Because yeah. we took Herschel separately and we've kept him separate from the other children. How much you want to bet all of the other children are in one place? Very convenient. <laughs> There's three rooms over. <laughs> yeah. Why was Herschel separated? Because he was a bad influence. Yeah, he was in timeout. Yeah, they put him in solitary. <laughs> Just like Oz. I mean, you know, maybe maybe Herschel is like my child and he needs to be separated from the group mm. to for for the good of the entire population. And he needs to have one adult on him at all times. I am really hopeful that these final couple of episodes have some sort of way of satisfyingly wrapping all of this up. I'm trying to figure out what that looks like for me with the with the ingredients that we have on the board. I feel like one of the reasons why we got into the situation of Oceanside this week is to bring Aaron and everybody back into like a, well, I guess we should just regroup at Alexandria. So we'll have extra hands on deck. Uh, is that still too soon for Aaron? I don't know what to say. Extra hands on deck. You know, so we'll get spiky ball hands. We'll get, we'll get him. We'll get the rest of them. But then there's the other part of me that's like, but how do you connect that to the Commonwealth in a way that's going to work? And then my mind goes, oh, well, this is why they were building the track in Alexandria. Are they going to be able to just take the train all the way back to the Commonwealth in the space of this episode? And Or are we going to have to spend the entirety of the penultimate episode on the train on the way to the Commonwealth? And the Commonwealth is the finale? Gosh, it's just it's a little hard to connect these dots right now. Yeah, I mean, this I is us called. They don't, want, they don't want any more finale episodes <laughs> taking place on a train. I think they they won in Alexandria already. Like that's it. Like they won in Alexandria, so we don't have to. We could, they can all easily just now head back towards the Commonwealth if they want to. Yeah, but, right. So could the they only, just be like, we live here now because this is our home, and well, sure, nice of they, the Commonwealth to fix it up for us. All right, but may, maybe maybe one of the soldiers uh, that says, "Oh no, your your kids," uh, you know, the warden will tell you, but they're actually still back at the Commonwealth. Maybe that you know is impetus for them to go back. Um, and join Eugene and Mercer as they do what they're going to be doing. Um, I mean, you can't Chekhov's knife, the fact that the, uh, one of these uh, variants picked up the knife in the herd. I mean, don't we lose somebody from that group in the herd? We should. Does that make sense? There are so many variants now after, you know, none of them. We now have two in this general area. Uh, apparently we had a climber. Maybe we have a, now we have a stabber on the wow. list. <laughs> Those variants, I guess they do spread quick. Yeah, That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's come to Alexandria at this point. Um, so you think that one of the variant knifers, is the, the, the knife-holding variant is going to knife one of our people? That's what you think? I think, I think why show it otherwise? Why show it? It's going to be a pretty surprising moment. Who among our cast is the most knifeable right now? Uh, like, who would it make the most sense for their story to end being stabbed by a zombie with a knife? I mean, it, you know, it would be ironic if it was Lydia, um, mm -hmm. just because she spent all her time amongst them. 
But I mean, her boyfriend's probably the one who's going to get it because none of the people we know, yeah, long term, the one. And yeah. it's got to be someone from that group. I think before they get back to Alexandria, or just as they see the gates of Alexandria, we made it. Ah, or I guess you could kill the two Oceanside people because yeah, don't care about it'll be either. the Oceanside people. Yeah, yeah. Thematically, Lydia would be savage. That would be such a savage way to kill off Lydia. That'd be great. It would be old school Walking Dead to do it to do Lydia that way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would be great. I mean, Rosita even Elijah would be really now. sad if she's like she like thinks yeah. the whisperers are back and you took the only thing I loved, and then she's like, wait, but you're a zombie? That's so weird. And so she would have a moment there. But I think yeah. her her getting turned on by a uh, by a walker with a weapon would be uh, definitely the the most brutal outcome of all these possible outcomes right now. Yeah. So it won't happen, probably least likely. Yeah. Probably yeah. not. Mm-hmm. I, I really think, I, having watched this show now for a decade, I feel like I would be really bummed to die and come back as a walker, but I think I would be less bummed significantly to die and come back as the smart walker. Mm. Like, if I die and I come back and I can, like, use weapons and stuff, I feel better about that. Yeah, but are you experiencing it? You know? You really I don't like know. Sort, of, sort of like living in the, any of that? I don't know. Yeah. It's it's hard to tell. Like they there's been a lot of research done in Tales of Walking Dead about whether we think they're experiencing it or if they retain any memories or whatnot. Right. I mean, I think it'd be really cool if Lydia does get knifed and uh the first thing she does is she kills somebody. She she also lets gets that knife ability uh (laughs) kills a human and cuts off the human's face and starts walking around with the human face on her fantastic oh man (laughs) yeah or what if like maybe it's like it's sort of like a zombie relay like knife zombie knifes you and then hands you the knife and you go on to knife somebody else yeah (laughs) sort of like uh tag yeah 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 tag the walking dead I, I I'd be up for that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the knife going off and uh, being the end of someone in that group makes some sense. I'm trying to think of anyone who is in the Alexandria crew right now. If the if the herd could get there, and would it take out any of our people? As we're still searching for like Judith and Coco, that's the reason we don't leave yet. Obviously, yeah. Um, would we? Could the God, if they killed Judith that way, if Judith got stabbed by a walker with a knife, I'd, I would melt down. Unless it, it led to then in the finale, Rick Grimes, uh, king of the CRM, showing <laughs> up and like bringing like the best doctors in the known universe to save Judith. Uh, then like, okay, you brought Rick back. I'm I'm a dummy. I will just be happy that you did that and complain less next week. You know, sure. sure. I think I mean- it's gonna be. What if what if it's Mrs. Negan who gets taken down by the zombie with the knife? This was really the time to do it. This was I, she should have gotten it. lineup killed. I mean, not not to be really dark about it, but, you know, they kick Negan in the stomach and then they gently grab her. Yeah. Like they really should have had her lose the baby. And this is this thing. Yeah. I mean, if they really wanted to be dark about it and like, you know, treat her just like they treated him. They don't yeah, it's not difference. the show. It's not that show. Yeah. yeah well, it, it, I mean, they, they cuddled the, the child zombie child. last exactly. week. Exactly. I was just about to yeah. say, it, it can be that show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I think that she, she, if she was going to go, it would happen there. It's hard to imagine unless there's some sort of like, 
you know, brave heart style freedom and like, you know, just like run off into the, the swarms of Commonwealth soldiers coming up next. And we're on the other side of a smoky battlefield. And this is how we find out that Lupin and Tonks didn't make it. You know, like, is that what's going to happen to to Annie, to Negan's wife? Maybe. Uh, otherwise, I think maybe she actually will make it. Uh, and I don't know how she doesn't go to New York with Negan in that case. Yeah, she she needs to be on that show, or she needs to bite it. Well, yeah, those are those are the two options, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, like they could spin every single one of these characters off into like you know just divvy them up and slice them and dice them and like you know, oh look, the whole gang is back together, so Magna's gonna go <laughs> with with the, with the, that group, and they're gonna continue on their very band of. Anyway, that's why they introduced the guy, guy back from Oceanside. Oh, the whole band's still alive? Maybe we could do something together. <laughs> yeah, this isn't the end of The Walking Dead, and it's just very awkward to advertise this final stretch of episodes of a show that's called The Walking Dead when the story is just going to continue in a bunch of different directions. So uh, it's just it, I'm, I'm really trying to prepare myself to no longer expect anything big and for it really just to like end with smoking ruins of whichever enemy they just handily kicked the butt of and realizing there's variants out there. Here's a big Rick and Michonne clue that's out there as well. And there's something really important in New York that a few of us need to volunteer to go off and search for. And Maggie's like, I'll do it. And he's like, I won't let you do it alone. And they're all just going to put their hands in and go plan it and go off in their own directions for a couple of years before they do literally announce a six episode The Walking Dead endgame of some kind. So we are still just years away from this really being done, uh, which is, you know, all kinds of existentially agonizing. <laughs> but if they tell great stories along the way. Great. And... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. It's just, That's it's, a big it's, if. It's... Well, but, uh, but I'm saying if they, if, if they have a plan... Then we just have a couple of weeks to kind of like suffer through. Um, but yeah, but it's, what I'm it, saying, like, yeah, we screwed up, we screwed up, we know. Yeah, but... Eat your vegetables and then you can have dessert. Is that what you're saying? Sure. It's just, it's really a shame that I have these are the vegetables. Faith, guys, I have faith. Oh my gosh. Well, uh, I guess the family's going to get back together next week to <laughs> talk more Walking Dead. Yep. Indeed. Two yes. more episodes left. Can't believe it. So really, I don't. I don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe it either. It doesn't. I don't think. I don't think we can really call it that. I mean, we're, this is some golden palace shenanigans. They're going to end on a cliffhanger, aren't they, folks? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Like we're just gonna we're gonna let Dorothy marry Leslie Nielsen, and then the show just continues with different names. Yeah, it's definitely ending on a cliffhanger. Yep. Oh man. Uh, so we don't have anything else we need to talk about in this episode. So no. We can just go right to it. AJ Mass, how are those criminal minds? They are they are criminals and they are minding. Uh, yeah, we're uh, making our way steadily through uh, the the seasons, and uh, I, I'm actually personally excited that uh, come Thanksgiving we're getting new episodes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we're gonna we're gonna have on the Paramount. We're gonna have the Criminal Minds. Uh, uh 2022 so <laughs> I, I i'm looking forward to the absolute nonsense there but yeah you can catch uh kadad spencer as we recap all the criminalized episodes of Flooded pundits and uh yeah and uh, between that and this what more do you need 
<laughs> I mean, you guys have so much fun on that podcast. Well, it, it, you know, it, it is a hoot and a half, especially because uh, after after it's like on a 15 year delay from when they originally aired <laughs> at this point, and, and some of it has not aged well. <laughs> That's the best kind for sure. So, Josh Wiggler, what's going on in your world? Uh, what's going on in my world right now is I'm actually, as you're listening to this podcast, because we record early thanks to the AMC Plus releases, um, I am away somewhere in the foreign wilderness uh, that shall remain unknown and a mystery to you, dear listener. Uh, but I am uh, on a little bit of a podcast break for about a week, uh, and then I'll be back with more podcasts. Uh, so uh, I'm going to miss family. I'm not going to make it to the family dinner, uh, the penultimate episode of The Walking Dead. Uh, so I don't know, save some leftovers for me. I'll eat them at the, uh, at the finale when we get there in two weeks, which is wild that we're only two episodes away from being done with the main line walking dead before we do this all over again in a few months. Yep. I'll make you a plate, Josh. Please. It's an old school walking dead reference. Yeah, that's right. Could you make sure that you have a huge uh, tub of chocolate pudding, uh, available <laughs> as well? And I will bring the wine. I will be. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Iconic. Yes. Iconic. Yep. And over at Rob's podcast, I am, of course, every week talking about all things Amazing Race with Rob Sisterdino and Mike Bloom. And we do exit interviews with the teams that are eliminated. And allegedly, there are no non-elimination legs. So every week we talk to somebody. That's fun. Um, and then we just wrapped up some coverage of the Netflix reboot of The Mole. And Josh Wiggler was in on that with me as well as the ringleader yes. of The Mole Patrol. Yes. And we got a great reception. People were very, very excited about The Mole Patrol. We had a very reason. fun time, didn't we, Jess? We did. We had a lot of fun. It was good. Uh, I look forward to whenever Netflix does another season of that again and we get to do it all over again. Great times. It was It was really a blast to get the Mole, uh, the Mole Patrol back together for a season that was not without its flaws, but was tremendously fun to to watch and discuss and podcast about with everybody. Yeah. And it's it's also it was also very fun to have the cast watching along with us yeah. and jump in and give their perspectives because I think I enjoyed the mole like a thousand times more once I realized that what we watched was probably not even the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. So there's a lot to unpack there. And I think we do a pretty good job of unpacking a lot of it. So if you want to binge the mole and follow along with us, that podcast is still up there and we would love to hear your thoughts on that. And of course we would love to hear your thoughts on this podcast. Like how are you holding up at the end of the walking dead you know, the quote unquote, you know, air quotes, end of the walking dead. How's that treat you? We want to know. You can email us at uh, TWD at posterrecaps.com or you can tweet at us. You can tweet at Haymaker Hattie. That's me. At Round Howard is Josh Wiggler. At AJ Mass is AJ Mass. And at Chappelle's underscore show is the great Chappelle who will be with us next week as we get into episode 23. Yeah. He was protesting this one. Yeah. I, I don't blame him. Uh -huh. but. You know, we all get we all get to have a mulligan. Um, yes, fair, totally fair, totally fair. All right, well, enjoy the episode next week. I'll see you all for the series finale of The Walking Dead in a couple Can't of weeks. Wait. What a time that will be! Oh Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>